Yesterday was the 56th anniversary of what is, in my opinion, the greatest single-game achievement in sports history, Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game. Just over 4,000 people were in attendance at the Hershey Sports Arena in Hershey, Pennsylvania to see Chamberlain's Philadelphia Warriors take on the New York Knicks, a game that Philly ended up winning 169-147. It is one of the great tragedies that that particular game was not only not televised, but there is to date no video footage at all from the game. All that remains are some audio recordings of the fourth quarter, as well as the famous picture of Chamberlain holding up the number 100 written on a blank piece of paper after the game. Chamberlain was the most dominant player to ever hit the hardwood due to his tremendous size and skill. At 7 foot 1, 275 pounds, Wilt the Stilt towered over all of his opponents, making stopping him on offense an effort in futility. It wasn't just his large stature that made Chamberlain so imposing as a player, but the fact that at that size, he could score from all over the court. Chamberlain didn't just stand under the basket, catch lobs, and dunk or lay the ball in. He was also very adept for mid-range, and while a poor free throw shooter would get to the line so often, he would pick up dozens of points from the charity stripe on a nightly basis. That legendary size and skill came together like never before in that game against the Knicks, where the Big Dipper rewrote the NBA history books, most likely forever. Chamberlain would end his night taking 63 shots, making 36 of them. He shot 28 of 32 from the free throw line, grabbed 25 rebounds, and poured in, as we all know, 100 points. Wilt the Stilt even added two assists to make sure he did a little bit of everything. Blocks weren't recorded back then in the NBA, so it's even possible Chamberlain could have approached a triple-double with blocks that night had they been keeping track. Chamberlain didn't do anything different than he normally did on that night versus any other. On the year, he was already putting up points at an incredible clip, having earlier in the season broken what was the single-game scoring record of 71 points, held then by Elgin Baylor, with a 78-point game against the Lakers, a team he would later play for. That season, he averaged an NBA record that will absolutely never be broken, 50.4 points per game. And on that fateful night in Hershey, Pennsylvania, Chamberlain just continued what he'd been doing all season long. He started off strong with a 23-point first quarter and added 18 points in the second, going into halftime with 41 points on pace for what would have been a new record, but still not close to the century mark. Probably sensing history, Chamberlain put up 28 points in the third, meaning he only needed 10 more points to break his own scoring record, but 31 to get to 100. 31 is exactly what he poured in in the game's final quarter to end up with the 100-point game. According to reports from the game, it was a bizarre fourth quarter that saw the Knicks intentionally fouling other players when the Warriors went on defense, as well as running the clock down on offense so as to avoid further embarrassment at the hands of Chamberlain. The Warriors responded by in turn fouling the Knicks players in order to get the possession back and give Wilt more touches. Looking back at that game, I think it's pretty easy to say we've never seen anyone dominate in a sport quite like Will Chamberlain that evening. Everything was working for him. A career 51% free throw shooter, Chamberlain sank 87% on the evening, and he connected on a 57% of his shots from the floor. Some nights, players just have it. 
Whether it's a slugger belting multiple home runs in a game, a pitcher tossing a no-hitter, a quarterback throwing four or five touchdowns, or a wing getting a hat trick, we've seen athletes take it to another level on certain nights. On March 2nd, 1962, Wilt Chamberlain was on a level that we've never seen in sports and will likely never see again. The closest an NBA player has come to that 100-point performance was Kobe Bryant in 2006, where he exploded for 81 points against the Raptors. In more recent history, Devin Booker had a 70-point game last year against the Celtics. Neither one, while both amazing displays of scoring, has even come close to threatening Chamberlain's record night. And 56 years later, it seems as safe as it ever was. All we can do is look back and marvel at what was a once-in-a-lifetime event from a once-in-a-lifetime talent and hope that one day someone can invent a time machine so we can actually see with our own eyes how it happened. I'm Jet Stryer, and this is your home for the best quick-hitting sports news only on Anchor. The most active NFL team so far this offseason was also one of the biggest surprises from this past football season. The LA Rams have now completed their second major trade in just as many weeks, sending defensive end Robert Quinn to the Miami Dolphins. This deal comes on the heels of last week's major trade that saw the Rams acquire all-pro cornerback Marcus Peters from the Kansas City Chiefs. While deals can't become official until the new league year begins on March 14th, these two trades mark the entering and exiting of two significant defensive players. The departing Quinn has played his entire career for the Rams, having been selected with the 14th overall pick out of North Carolina in the 2011 draft. Since then, he has been a two-time Pro Bowl, made first-team All-Pro, and in 2013 was named the Pro Football Writers Defensive Player of the Year. In that 2013 season, Quinn set the Rams' franchise record with 19 sacks. He also added seven forced fumbles and two fumble recoveries to boot. During his time with the Rams between both St. Louis and Los Angeles, Quinn established himself as one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, but in recent years has been somewhat overshadowed by his teammate on the defensive line, Aaron Donald. Recently, Quinn had dealt with several injuries, including a back injury that forced him to get surgery, and he played in just eight games in 2015 and nine in 2016, before this past year where he was able to stay healthy and play in 15 games, resulting in eight and a half sacks. Now, he'll hope to remain healthy as he heads off to Miami, where he'll play alongside another All-Pro defensive lineman in Indomitian Sioux. Los Angeles opted to trade Quinn mostly due to salary cap reasons as they will only receive a mid-round pick, possibly a third, in return for his services. Quinn's contract had him set to count $25 million against the cap for LA over the next two seasons and with him gone it gives the Rams more roster flexibility. The mid-round pick the Rams will receive from the Dolphins recoups the one they sent away last week in their deal for Marcus Peters. The Peters trade was a big surprise considering he is one of the best cornerbacks in all of football, but the 25-year-old's attitude had reportedly become a major issue with the Chiefs, and rather than endure the headache, they opted to send him packing to L.A. If the Rams and head coach Sean McVay can rein in Peters, they will have acquired a major difference maker at one of the most difficult positions to find one for an absolute steal. In addition to trying to curb some of Peter's less desirable traits, the Rams will also only have one year on his contract remaining before he hits restricted free agency in 2019. 
As a top cornerback, Peters will certainly be seeking to be paid accordingly, and a strong season with the Rams, who should be considered Super Bowl contenders, will certainly help him land that big payday. The money the team just freed up in dealing Robert Quinn, as I just mentioned, will be very helpful should the Rams choose to retain the services of Peters in the long term. So out goes Quinn and in comes Peters and what has already been a very busy offseason for the LA Rams. Whether those moves help the team next year will depend largely on Peters' attitude and the defensive line's ability to make up for Quinn's pass rushing. But these are certainly the types of bold moves that can push a team to a championship if they work out as the Rams hope. I'm Jet Stryer and this is your home for the best quick hitting sports news only on Anchor. It's Saturday, March 3rd. All of Friday's basketball games have wrapped up. Here is your morning after in the NBA. The Magic top the Pistons 115-106 in overtime. Aaron Gordon leads the game in scoring, posting a 27.13 rebound double-double. And Nikola Vucevic goes for 22 points, 6 assists, and 12 rebounds in the Orlando victory. Andre Drummond finishes with 10 points and 15 boards. And Blake Griffin just misses a triple-double with 12 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 assists for Detroit in their loss. The 76ers defeat the Hornets 110-99. Joel Embiid puts up a 23.3 block, 15 rebound, double-double. And Ben Simmons adds 15.7 assists and 8 rebounds in the Philly win. Kemba Walker ends up leading all scorers with 31 points to go with 5 assists. And Nick Batum adds 14 points, 8 assists, and 13 rebounds in Charlotte's loss. Atlanta drops their game to Golden State 114-109. Kevin Durant has 28 points and 5 assists. And Klay Thompson goes for 28 points as well in the Warriors win. Kent Bazemore is the high point man, scoring 29. And Dennis Schroeder scores 27 points, hands out 9 assists, and grabs 5 rebounds for the Hawks in their loss. Washington falls to Toronto, 102-95. DeMar DeRozan goes for 23 points and 3 steals, and C.J. Miles scores 20 points off the bench for the Raptors in their win. Otto Porter Jr. finishes with a game-high 24 points to go with 6 rebounds, and Bradley Beal has 23 points, 6 assists, and 7 rebounds in the Wizards' loss. Chicago takes down Dallas 108-100. Rookie Lowry Markkinen ends his night with a 17.12 rebound double-double. And Bobby Portis adds 22 points and 5 rebounds off the bench in the Bulls' victory. Harrison Barnes leads all scorers with 26 points, adding 7 rebounds. And rookie Dennis Smith Jr. has 25 points in the Mavericks' loss. The Nuggets get past the Grizzlies 108-102. Gary Harris drops a game-high 26 points, getting 4 steals. And Will Barton scores 24 points and grabs 6 rebounds off the bench in Denver's win. All 5 of the Memphis starters score in double figures, with Marcus Gasol ending up with 22 points, 5 assists, and 9 rebounds. And Jarrell Martin has 16 points and 7 rebounds in the loss. Milwaukee is stopped by Indiana 103-96. All five of the Pacers starters score in double figures, with Victor Oladipo going for 21 points, handing out six assists and grabbing seven boards. And Miles Turner chips in with 13 points and nine rebounds in the victory. Chris Middleton leads all scorers with a 30.5 rebound outing, and Giannis Attentacumpo scores four, 24 points, blocks three shots, and hauls in 10 rebounds for the Bucks in their loss. Oklahoma City outlasts Phoenix 124-116. Russell Westbrook drops a game-high 43 points to go with 8 assists and 14 boards. And Paul George scores 20 points, dishes out 5 assists, and snares 5 rebounds in the Thunder victory. Devin Booker ends up with 39 points, 8 assists, and 6 rebounds. And Alfred Payton scores 18 points, gets 8 assists, and 10 rebounds in the Suns' loss. Minnesota goes down to Utah 116-108. 
All the Jazz starters score in double figures with a 26.4 block, 15 rebound performance from Rudy Gobert. And rookie Donovan Mitchell also scores 26 points for Utah in their win. The Timberwolves have all of their starters finish in double-figure scoring, led by a game-high 27 points from Andrew Wiggins. And Jeff Teague adds 25 points before being ejected for a flagrant two-foul on Ricky Rubio in the losing effort. In the final game Friday saw the Clippers blow out the Knicks 128-105. DeAndre Jordan ends his night with a 19.20 rebound double-double. And Lou Williams scores 21 points and hands out 8 assists off the bench in the LA win. On the losing side, Ennis Cantor has an 18.14 rebound double-double, and Tim Hardaway Jr. scores 17 points for New York. That's the buzzer for this edition of the Morning After, after in the NBA. I'm Jet Stryer, and this is your home for the best quick-hitting sports news only on Anchor.